The MMA on the Rocks podcast is intended for adult audiences and does contain some explicit content. So if you are not an adult, please make sure your parents do not know you are listening to this and do not repeat anything you hear on this show in front of them. Also a reminder that even if you fight recklessly, please remember to drink responsibly. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get to the show. Welcome to MMA on the Rocks. My name is Bill Welker, and you are listening to episode 284 of the podcast. Unless you're joining us live on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. To catch the show live, make sure you subscribe on one of those channels, and they'll do the work of letting you know when the show is going live if you turn on your notifications, like right now. Today's Sunday, May the 1st. Apologies for no show last week. Um... I'll take the blame for this one. Jeff the Animal Wilson was a little under the weather um, from seasonal allergies, and my parents were in town, so I was just kind of exhausted from entertaining them and and watching my daughter. You would think it would be less work when the grandparents are in town, um, but it, it it can be more. Bill, don't don't badmouth your parents. I love your parents. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, but you didn't have to grow up with them, Jeff. Uncle uh, Bill, Aunt Sue, he doesn't know that <laughs> he speaks, all right? Of course, that's the voice all the way from New Jersey of the one and only Jeff, the animal, Wilson. Jeff, how you feeling on this Sunday evening, my man? Bill, I'm feeling a lot better than last week. I mean, dude, uh, everything's starting to bloom here in Jersey, which is weird because it's still cold. Mm-hmm. It's like... 60 50 degrees um so everything's starting to bloom you know the cherry blossoms they look absolutely gorgeous but they're they're they got my sinuses all over the place um and uh you know the week before that bill you know you were aware of this i was in puerto rico so i didn't have time to be on the show but um or wi-fi yeah yeah um it yeah the power grid was was very shoddy but yeah. uh, I looked out, Bill. I There was never a point where I didn't have power at their Airbnb where I was staying. But, you know, I only went there to sleep. So, nice. I mean, there's a good chance the power turned off during the day while I was gone. Uh, yeah, I guess FEMA made it to that part of the island. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Bill, I wish you had seen me last week. My tan is starting to fade away a little bit. But, Bill, I don't look as bad as Rob Font's face <laughs> at the end of the main event. So. Well, before we get into any of that, do you want to tell us anything else about your trip? It was just oh. I went to Puerto Rico and I had power. That's all you're giving <laughs> us? Uh, dude, it was awesome. Um, so we stayed in San Juan and then... Excuse me, during the day, we'd go to different beaches and different waterfalls. And some of these waterfalls were a bit of a hike to get to, which I don't mind. Uh, you know, I need to get more active anyway. And, uh, dude, it was just beautiful, man. It's a beautiful island. Um, the water is crystal clear. I mean, even the sky looks nicer down there, Bill. I didn't, I didn't think that was a thing. But, um, but yeah, you don't need a passport to go from the United States because it's a U.S. territory or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had Wi-Fi and cell signal um, most of the time. Um, but yeah, dude, it was just beautiful. At night, we would go to Old San Juan, which is like a separate district. And uh, it's it's really cool. Um, like the 
streets are still cobblestone. So, you know, not fun to drive on, but definitely nice. uh, a spot to go and walk around in. Uh, it's very touristy, Old San Juan. So there's some really nice restaurants. Um, you know, we hit some gift shops out there. But, uh, yeah, overall, it was just so much fun. I went with some old soccer buddies. So we were just running around the island, you know, um, checking out the girls, um, you know, going on these hikes, going swimming. So, you know, it was really nice to just get away from everything, um, you know, and just slow down a little bit. Some general um, mischief. Yeah, yeah, general mischief, Bill. Um, you know, there, there, may have, there may or may not have been a somewhat attractive cop that we were hitting on. I don't know if that's legal or illegal, but Bill, if she had asked me to, I would have done something illegal for her to put me in some handcuffs. <laughs> well, luckily you didn't get yourself arrested. Um, I mean, I would have been happy for you if you wound up in those handcuffs under other circumstances, but uh, <laughs> we don't want to see you behind bars, kid. Um, yeah, so um, last week was cool. My parents were here, so... and. and coincidentally they came down while the wife was away on a three-day sailing trip so she had a good time one of her friends is i don't know what you call her a captain a sailor i don't know she knows how to sail so they rented a ship and uh they took it south um all the way down to i want to say venice venice beach um but yeah, it seems like they had a really good time. My my wife had a prescription for like a seasick patch that you put behind your ear, and mm. she was one of the only ones on the boat that didn't get sick. But it seemed seemed like it was pretty cool. Like they, you know, they packed some champagne and some snacks and stuff, and they would stop at a different port each night and sleep on the boat. Um, so it seemed like it was a cool experience. Uh, meanwhile, my parents were here, so we did. Um, you know, we took the kiddo to the zoo. Um, Tampa zoo is pretty nice. It, it's not too hot for it yet, but it is, it is warming up down here, Jeff. I gotta say it was, uh, <clears throat> it, it was, it was pretty hot today. So that's why I picked up some of this, uh, Sam Adams porch rocker. It's like, um, it's like a shandy. It's like a, mm. like a lemonade. Okay. Or it's like lemon lime in like a Hellas style beer and slow alcohol content. The story on the label says that it's inspired by German cyclists who mix beer with lemon lime flavors after a tough ride. So this is a nice like hot weather beer. I was doing like I was doing some chores outside. I was um I was smoking some meat to meal prep for the week and um it, it hit the spot on a hot day. Um, Sam Adams was one of the first breweries I really became attached to. I would look forward to like their seasonal releases and stuff. The Oktoberfest I was a big fan of before they yeah. kind of changed the recipe. I still enjoy one every now and then, um, just for nostalgia purposes. But yeah, I forget about Sam Adams sometimes because I get so caught up in, uh, well, first of all, I get caught up in not drinking beer because it makes me so bloated, but. It yeah. was so hot today and I was moving around so much um, that it didn't really affect me that much. Uh, I got a new project in the works, Jeff. Uh, building a, I'm building like a pitched shelter over my grills. 
mm. because I've been grilling and smoking a lot, as you know. Um, but my grills are kind of out in the open on the back patio, and it's getting to be the rainy season. So I don't want to have the smoker going, and then you know the rain comes and and messes with the temperature on the smoker. So I'm gonna build um, a little like eight by twelve shelter in the back there, and and just kind of uh, drill it into the pavers on the back patio. So um, I went and I'm I'm designing this myself. I'm going out. I'm going out on a limb here, Jeff. I'm just designing structures now. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. I'll keep you guys posted. I'll, I'll put some pictures up. I'm planning to get the, get the lumber in the next couple of weeks and I'm custom ordering the roof. I'm going to do like a metal roof on it. Um, so it, it should be a pretty fun little project. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to have some other custom designs built into it too. So hopefully it comes out cool. All right. You want to talk about some fights here, kid? Yeah, Bill, let's do it. All right, so last night, uh, and I want to talk about the previous week's card, too. I don't want anybody to think I skipped the show last week because last week's card was no good. I actually loved last week's card, and and I, I want to get into that a little bit. But just for recency's sake, let's get into UFC on ESPN 35 or UFC Vegas 53. So... It's kind of funny that it worked out this way. It's 35 on ESPN and 53 in Vegas. So the numbers are just flipped there. You see what they did there, Jeff? Bill, isn't this the 100th card on ESPN Plus as well? Or since their deal with ESPN or something? I have no fucking clue. But <laughs> <laughs> this is a good card. I was yeah. kind of I was kind of in and out on a lot of it. So I had to, I had to go back and rewatch it this morning. Um, I, I watched all of the main event last night with spectacular performance by Marlon Vera. Um, but some of the other uh, finishes I had to go back and watch. Cause I was like kind of doing stuff and running around and working in the house and such. And I would miss it. And then I would be doing something and I would miss the replay, but I would see the results. And, but so I went back and, uh, and, and watched everything this morning. But uh, give me your thoughts on this main event here. Um, bantamweight. Uh, Hold everything. Going at Stop it. the presses, Bill. Um, are we going to ignore the fact that Rob thought missed weight by three pounds? Yeah. No, we're not going to ignore that. And I, I was really disappointed by that, actually. Um, which is, it's, it's unlike him, but he is getting to be that age. I think he's 34, 35, somewhere in there um, where – the, the weight just doesn't come off like it used to. Um, so it could be a case of that. It, it could be, you know, an injury, but man, you got to make the weight. You're coming into a main event. You're coming off of a loss. Um, you, you know, you got a lot of eyes on you. So if he, even if he had a great performance, it's like, you're not, you can't move up as much if you don't make the weight. And actually based on this performance, I would say possibly a move up to featherweight might be in his future. Um, because this was, this was a pretty one-sided beating from the hands of, uh, Marlon Chito Vera. The first couple of rounds were competitive. Um, but once font got dropped for the first time, I believe it was in the third, it was all kind of downhill from there. Um, yeah, really disappointed about him missing weight. 
um, that that's unfortunate, but um, it's good that that Cheeto was able to get the win despite that, because usually it's like 85% of the time, the guy who misses weight wins the fight, but that wasn't the case here. Uh, Cause Marlon Vera wasn't having it. Um, so give me your thoughts on his performance. Bill, um, Marlon Vera looked fantastic in there, dude. You know, he was just faster than Rob Font, man. Um, and a very calculated performance, very methodical. And when Vera dropped Font, he was still picking his shots, man. You know, sometimes we see these guys drop somebody, they get excited, and then they empty the gas tank just to not be able to finish their opponent. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that from Marlon Vera, man. He didn't freak out. Um, you know, it looked like a first round. I gave the first round to Font. I had it uh, 48-47, this fight, for mm-hmm. Vera. Um, so I gave the first round and the last round to Rob Font. But, dude. You gave the um, last round to Rob Font? Only by a smidge. But um, but uh, rounds three, four, and five, man, they were all they were all Marlon Vera. Dude. I, I I'm gonna disagree with you there because I thought Rob Font won round two, but yeah, um, but Vera Vera got on him like right at the end and like I believe got him on the ground, and I was like, oh, he could have he could have finished him there. Um, I wonder how the judges are gonna look at that one, mm. but. If you look at that round, Rob Font was winning like the first four minutes of it, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Cheeto Vera came on came on strong at the at, he he kind of exploded at the end of every round. It was very calculated. Um, but that was kind of the turning point there. And then when he dropped him, I think it was in the third, and he dropped him three times total, all with different strikes. I believe yeah. the first time was with a punch, and then the second time was with a knee up the middle. And then the the last yeah. time was that front leg sidekick to the face. That was nasty. Yeah. That had like the after effect where he stumbled back and then went down. That's scary, man. Um, Rob Font's a tough dude, but I would imagine uh, Marlon Vera would have finished him if he actually had cut those three extra pounds. Yeah, dude. That extra weight might have kept him conscious, dude. And, uh, dude, you could just see the damage on Rob Font's face at the end. His uh, Right under his right eye, it was all swollen. Bill, I think that was a broken occipital bone. Um, but, yeah, dude, he only had one eye open. Uh, he looked like a different person at the end of that fight, man. Credit to Marlon Vera because Rob Font is a really tough dude, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was mangled. And, and Marlon Vera barely looked like he was sweating. Yeah, <laughs> like it was just another day at the office for him. He was like, he was working that jab all night. Um, beautiful performance by Marlon Vera. So, uh, what do you do next with each of these guys? And I'm gonna like very professionally Google right in front of everybody uh, the bantamweight rankings. <laughs> um, well, but while you're doing that, I think for Marlon Vera, I think he can wait a little bit man i mean it's, it's really tough because of the bottlenecking at the top of the division here mm-hmm. i mean it's looking like sterling might fight tj dillashaw you still got jose aldo and Corey sanhagen to worry about but i think that marlon vera is kind of throwing his hat in the ring here with that performance man um i mean it was a master class after that second round dude for for marlon vera it he did to Rob Font what TJ Dillashaw did to Brandau. Um, yeah. 
you know, way back in the day. So let's say for argument's sake, Marlon Vera and Rob Font switch places in the rankings. So Rob Font was ranked fifth. Marlon Vera was ranked eighth. So if he takes that spot, he's looking ahead of him, which you only have Corey Sanhagen, Jose Aldo, who has a win over Rob Font, TJ Gillishaw, who might be fighting for the title, and Peter Yan. So out of, I guess it would be between Jan and Sanhagen. So do either of those fights interest you? And if so, which one interests you more? Oh, I think both of those fights are awesome. I don't think you can go wrong. And Bill, I think that's the beauty of the Bantamweight division right now is you kind of have like a rock, paper, scissors thing going on where you can't really go wrong no matter how you um, match up these guys, man. Um, but yeah, a little bit of bottlenecking, uh, in the bantamweight division, but Bill, I think we needed this, um, in the bantamweight division just to breathe some life into it, man. It was really dormant with, you know, Aljo and Peter Jan and, you know, what happened in that first fight. I think a lot of Mm -hmm. eyes were off of the bantamweight division, but, um, you know, it just goes to show how exciting the UFC can get very quickly, man. Yeah. Um, And of course you have, the once in future king Dominic Cruz waiting in the wings in case anybody <laughs> slips up, Bill. Yeah, he he's got a fight book, does he not? Um, I believe so. I just can't remember against who. I just hope it's not against Marab Valjvili, dude. He, I think Marab Valjvili puts puts I, the clamps on him. I don't believe it is. All right, so the UFC website doesn't have it available. If he does have a fight. Yeah, Marab is kind of the dark horse here, man. He he might be the best bantamweight on the planet right now. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, his teammate's holding the belt right now. And he's at number six. And I doubt anybody in that top five wants to get in there with Marab. Because that dude is, is just a fucking mauler. Yeah, dude. I don't think anybody in the top 12 would want to fight Marab Valishvili, man. Um He's an animal in there. Yeah. And for some reason, they still have Marlon Marais on here, even though he retired. Um, <clears throat> then you have like Ricky Simone waiting down in the wings. Like, I don't know how that guy's ranked number 12. He should be a little bit higher up, I would think. Yeah. Um, and then you have Song Yudong, um, who I believe has a win over Marlon Vera. Um, but yeah, you got a lot of interesting ways you can mix it up here. You could do Vera and Dominic Cruz, but I think, I think Marlon Vera and Corey Sanhagen is the way to go. Cause I, do, I think maybe, yeah, I don't know what's going to go on up here. I don't think Peter Jan's going to get the rematch with Aljamain Sterling. And I think everybody just kind of wants to move on from that whole mess. Um, so I don't see that happening. It's probably going to be Dillashaw. And and then Aldo possibly getting the title shot, you know, getting the winner of that. Um, you know, so if I were if I were Marlon Vera, I might call for the rematch with Aldo. That might be the quickest route to mm. the title. Or you got to call out Sandhagen. But I don't think a, a win over Sandhagen gets him right to, into the title. I think it would take two fights. But yeah. I, I still see that as the most likely next step. Now, what do you do with Rob Font, Jeff? Um, Bill, like you said, he's getting up there in years. Um, um, hmm. 
I think maybe you give him either. So here, here my. You put him my, in there with Marab and put him out of his misery. No, no, no. We're not. We're not doing the old Yeller thing, Bill. We're gonna take him out back and <laughs> blow his brains out. We're not doing that. All right. All right. Um, honestly, I think Rob Font. I think a fight against either Song Yadong or um, Ricky Simone would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would say Ricky Simone should call him out. Yeah, I think that's a really good call out. If he doesn't um, have something in the books. Yeah, which I don't think he does. Um, but yeah, I, Ricky I don't should... understand how Ricky Simone is ranked 12th. Oh, actually, I think they've already fought each other. Holy crap. Uh, hold on, scroll down a little bit. All right, hold on, up a little bit. It looks like the fight before. Oh, favorite. yeah, they did. December 7th. And Rob uh, Font won a decision. Yeah, he should call him out for a rematch. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way to go for for Font here. Or uh, move up to featherweight. Um, like you say, he's getting up there in years. So uh, the way yeah. to... Yeah, for the lower weight classes at 34, 35, you're starting to think, like, you got to start stringing some wins together or, you know, you know. However, Jeff, at heavyweight, age I love it. is not a factor. I love it. For the, the behemoth from Belarus, Andre Arlovsky. Oh, my God. This guy has nine... Hundred lives, <laughs> and he, I keep saying it every time Arlovsky fights. I mean, over fifty professional fights. The guy's been fighting over twenty years. His nose is not even qualified as a nose anymore, but he's still in there doing the damn thing, winning fights, looking good. Split decision win over Jake Collier. Um, I I thought it was a pretty clear cut win for Arlovsky. Um, I, I forget how I had it. I think I had Collier win in the second round, but that was it. Mm. I, and Arlovsky won one and three, but either way, how impressive is it that they keep giving him these young dudes and he just keeps playing the spoiler. Like every time you think Arlovsky might be done, he's just not. <laughs> Give me your thoughts, kid. Dude. Um, yeah, if I was a heavyweight, I, you know, a young upcoming heavyweight, I would not want to fight Arlovsky. Listen, first off, his nose can be put under the category of breathing apparatus. Uh -huh. right? Not necessarily a nose, but it gets the job done. All right. So that's first. And second off, listen, Andre Arlovsky has been around the block twice. All right. He's seen it all. He's done it all, dude. Yeah. He's got the bumper stickers on his car that say he's done it all. All right. <laughs> got the t-shirt. Yeah, got the t-shirt, like Michael Bisping said. If, but, if, uh, and, and if you look back at his record, look, from 2016 to 2017, it was looking like the end. You yeah. know, uh, one, two, three, four, five losses in the UFC. Now, granted, if you look at the names, Stipe, Overeem, Josh Barnett, and Ganu, Marcin Tabora. And that Tabora fight was pretty close, if I remember correctly. You're thinking, like, that's probably the end. That's got to be it. And he had, like, a similar streak back in 2009 to 2011. But, again, look at the names. Fedor Emelianenko, 
Brett Rogers, who was a monster in strike force. Um, I, I believe until he met Fedor. I think that was kind of mm. like the end for him. Uh, Bigfoot Silva and Sergey Karatanov, who, you know, is still one of the top heavyweights around. So he's had like such a unique career in that he's had so many resurgences now on a four fight win streak, Jeff. Um, his only loss was in February of last year to Tom Aspinall, who, you know, is probably a favorite in a lot of people's books to become the champion in the near future. Um, so what are you doing with Arlovsky at 43 years old, Jeff? What do you, what do you want to see next for him? I don't know, man. Um, get, give him somebody who's ranked dude. Um, you know, uh, listen, I don't think that Arlovsky is going to make a run at the heavyweight belt. But, I mean, he's got four wins in a row. Give him somebody who's going to, you know, uh, push him a little bit. Um, you know what? How about Augusto Sakai? I was actually, I was looking at Chris Dawkins. Uh, Chris Dawkins. Dawkins uh, coming off. Coming off of two losses. Let's see. I forget. Is he the younger one or the older one? I, I believe he's the older Dawkus. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I like that fight, too. I like Augusto Sakai. And he's, he, um, I mean, he's fought a lot of these guys, too. Hell, give him Volkov. Dude, uh, for, a, for a second, <laughs> I thought the same thing. For like one second, I was like, you know what? Let's see what happens against Volkov. He's, I mean, he's fought so many of these guys. He's fought Tom Aspinall. He fought, did he fight Derek Lewis? I don't believe so. I don't I think, think they've run into each other. I think he fought Tai Tuivasa. No. Uh, he fought Tibora. He fought Rosenstrike. He fought, um, he fought Walt Harris. I see his name up there. Yeah. Um, he fought Blagoy Ivanov, I believe. I feel like he did fight tight to Ivasa. I don't think he I think Tuivasa might have gotten a split decision over him though. Yeah, he did. Unanimous decision in 2018. Mm -hmm. He fought Abdurahimov. Oh, he did he fight fought Augusto Sakai. Fought right? Augusto Sakai, split decision. Let's do a rematch. Let's run it back. <laughs> I fucking love Andre Olovsky, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I mean, that, dude. He's been around. I remember, I remember when he first started fighting, and he was terrifying because, like, yeah. he didn't he didn't speak much English. He was like he was doing leg locks when nobody at heavyweight was doing leg locks. Um, he beat Tim Sylvia when Tim Sylvia was in his prime. Arlovsky's a legend, man. We've had. You know, we have the Andre Arlovsky Nose of the Month Club, which Rob Font might be joining this month. Um, now nah, we might have to put him in our mangled face wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> along with, uh, along with, uh, Joanna and Jacek. That was not, that, that was beyond mangled. That was like imploded. That <laughs> was like, it was like somebody drain her face quick. <laughs> she was like sprouting horns. <laughs> She's turning into a yak, <laughs> Polish yak. 
<laughs> anyway, Joe Anderson Brito, a uh, big first round knockout over Andre Feely. Um, you, you know, Brito continues to play the spoiler as well. Um, good performance. I mean, he was sticking that jab and then, you know, Feely was just a little off on his timing with the counter hook and Brito just came over the top with that right hand and, and put Feely down and knocked him out, then kind of hit him while he was on the ground and woke him up <laughs> and then hit him on the ground again and knocked him out again. Um, give me your thoughts on this performance, Jeff. Yeah, dude. Um, some scary power from Joe Anderson Brito, man. You know, the left hand was great. And then follows it up with an overhand right. And Andre Feely just drops to the ground, dude. Um, yeah, it looked like it was all set up for Andre Feely to to go, what was it? I think 10-0 and in the UFC. Or, nope, definitely no, not 10-0. No. No. But, no. uh, but I guess his 10th win in the UFC or something. Dude. Could be. Um, yeah, that that's some scary power to have at featherweight, man. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't you don't expect a featherweight to hit you like that, dude. Um, but yeah, great performance, and this was a short one, man. I think this fight only went the first round, forty one seconds. Yeah, so first round. It felt like it went a little longer than that, but now I'm looking at it. I guess it was pretty quick. Yeah, no, this was a fun one, dude. For as long as it lasted, it was definitely a fun one. They were both slinging leather, you know. Um, neither of them was really waiting to find their range and, uh, Brito found it first, man. What a great fight. Yeah. Um, Grant Dawson rear naked choke victory over Jared Gordon. That came in a third round. It was an interesting finish for this one because instead of the usual grip where you grab the bicep and put the hand behind the head, um, or the modified grip, which is my preferred way to do the rear naked choke where you have, you know, you grip the hands and dig the elbow into the shoulder blade. Um, this one, he had the hand across and then reached and put pressure on his elbow, pulled his own elbow uh, further across. I thought it was a very interesting finish. Um, I, I'd be interested to kind of tinker around with that one. I don't know if that's like a long arm guy move or if that's like a finish that's you know, easy to pull off. I, I would think it would be easier to fight the hands, but then I don't know. Cause they're kind of like tangled up a little bit. So I don't know. Maybe this is a new thing. What do you think about this one? Yeah, dude, it was a really nice finish. Great performance from Grant Dawson, dude. Look, you know, Jared Gordon looked like he had a little bit of, a, of an advantage on the feet, but Grant Dawson, you know, was definitely not out of his element on the feet. But man, that finish was nice, and I noticed that too when he was hugging his own elbow. I was like, and to me, um, I figured he was looking for a finish, but I thought he was gonna like turn that into something else, like maybe change into another grip. But uh, really interesting, dude. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. That's something I want to play around with. That looked really cool. Um, and in the in in the post fight interview, he was calling it the. Uh, the the temper tantrum or the toddler grip or something because he said it looks like a toddler pouting the pouting toddler that's what he called it. oh yeah yeah, um, yeah but yeah really interesting take on the rear naked choke that's something uh i don't know if he was grabbing his own shoulder and doing that um i don't think i could do that but i have a big I chest think, i think he was grabbing arms. his elbow and like kind of pulling the elbow across oh huh. i don't know i gotta i gotta rewatch that one and i'll I'm going to tinker with that one a little bit, I think. Um, 
just for the sake of time, Darren Elkins, unanimous decision over Tristan Connolly, Christoph Jocko, unanimous decision over Gerald Mearshart. Um, yeah, that, that happened. Um, <laughs> uh, this whoa, one, whoa, I wanna... whoa, whoa, Bill, that was a great fight. Elkins Which... versus, uh, versus Connolly. Yeah, dude. Um, Darren Elkins bringing out the grappling. Um, and Bill, I think it was weird to me. I, I feel like Darren Elkins, he starts his fights covered in blood. So it was weird not seeing that. But um, he put it on Connolly, man. Uh, just a great display of wrestling, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Elkins is a handful. He's He just, like, brings so much pressure. Uh, and then... With with Mirshard, he kept getting to that clinch position, and he was getting to the over unders, and, and and couldn't get the takedowns. Wound up on bottom a bunch, and um, wound up losing the decision there. So um, good on Jotko for being able to to stay out of the submissions from Mirshard because he's been tapping everybody recently. Um, speaking of tapping everybody, Alexander Romanov, this dude, this dude's a problem at heavyweight. Yeah. Just got his brown belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's got, you know, some some pretty aggressive wrestling chops there. Um, took Chase Sherman down and, like, submitted him in, within two minutes. No, um, Bill, he didn't take him down. He picked him up like a child and slammed him into the ground. Dude, that takedown was crazy. Um, uh-huh. I, I, think, uh, I think Dominic Cruz said this. That would have been a five-point takedown in wrestling, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it was a throw, mm-hmm. yeah. When you throw somebody, that's a that's a five pointer. That um, sounds more fun. Man, who's had it rougher than Chase Sherman? This dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I feel bad, man. It still to this day, I think the only guy to go to bare knuckle and still make his way back to the UFC. So there's that. And so he gets cut, works his way back, gets cut. Goes to bare knuckle, works his way back again, I believe. Gets cut, and then gets called to take a fight on two weeks' notice against this fucking gorilla. Uh, comes in and gets submitted in the first round with an Americana, no less. Um, you know that's that's a submission like you almost never see at this level of MMA. Yeah, that's like the first thing I learned in jujitsu, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's man. like the day one. Like, look what you can do to somebody's shoulder. And then when you learn how to defend it, like you you never really get that anymore. <laughs> unless unless you're Alexander Romanov in the UFC. Um, but yeah, great performance, dude. That that dude, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of people avoiding that dude, and for good reason. Um Man, it sucks for Chase Sherman. I hope they give him like another fight just for taking that on such short notice, you know? Dude, I think the UFC needs to give him a severance package. This poor guy. Yeah. That's rough. Uh Francisco Figueredo with a pretty slick knee bar over uh Daniel Lacerda. Um, this was um, you know, Lacerda took the fight to the ground, uh, caught a kick, I believe, turned it into a, a really nice double leg. Wound up on top, but Figueredo went right to work. He was he was trying to trap the arms, and he was going for, I think, an arm bar, and then rolled underneath and and just came out with a knee, completely locked in knee bar. Uh, that's something you don't see too often uh, in the UFC either. Uh, you don't see a whole lot of knee bars, but man, he had that thing tight. 
Uh, Lacerda was tapping right away. What'd you no, think? I didn't, no, I didn't watch that fight, unfortunately. The oh. only two fights I missed were uh, that knee bar and Green versus uh, Lanise. Those were the oh. only two fights I missed. Okay, well, let me tell you about Green versus Lanise. So Lanise was, uh, my opinion, probably winning this fight. Um, mm. He was controlling the action on the feet. Green was like probably the more aggressive striker, but Lanise I thought was landing more. Mm. And then he was getting Green to the ground and kind of wearing on him. But then uh, Gabriel Green just broke him down in the second round with body shots. And then he dropped him with a body shot. And Lanise was kind of done, like when he went mm. down. And this was unfortunate. He was getting hit in the face, and it sounded like he was yelling, no, stop. Oh. And, and Herb Dean didn't stop the fight. And at one point, you, you have to go back and watch, Jeff. At one point, he's so he's shelled up on the ground. He's taking big shots from Gabriel Green. He reaches his hand out and taps the mat and then shells back up again. And Herb Dean didn't stop it. He waited for the punches to get through um, and and then stepped in and separated. It was, it was really unfortunate because the guy didn't want to continue. I think he was so hurt from the body shot that mm. he was just done. And he was just he was just shelling up you know, to protect himself, took a lot of unnecessary damage when he was, he was basically yelling, stop. As far as I could tell, um, if anybody else heard it differently, you know, feel free to correct me. I, I have to go back and listen to it again. I was trying to pause the screenshot for the point where he reaches out and taps, but you know, the ESPN plus app is, is tough to deal yeah, with, dude. but, um, that was unfortunate. I didn't like seeing that. I didn't like seeing the guy tap out and then continue to get hit in the face. Um, so that was, that was a big miss by Herb Dean there. Yeah. Damn. That's unfortunate. I might have to go back and definitely watch those two fights. They, they oh. were good, good fights, you know, and the knee bar, it was a minute and 18 seconds into the first round. So it, it won't take you too long to watch those two. Yeah. Um, but Bill, I did want to draw your attention to this one fight in particular on the prelims, Natan Levy versus Mike Breeden. Dude, uh -huh. this fight was awesome. Um, for me, um, for me, this was fight of the night, dude. Um, very back and forth. Natan Levy was throwing a whole bunch of, uh, knee bars and trying to get a heel hook on Breeden and Breeden was able to kind of slip out of everything. And then in that third round, it kind of looked like Breeden was making a comeback and, um, you know, uh, was putting it on Levy, but then, um, his gas tank just ran out, dude, and Levy was able to do some real damage on him. Um, and you know, it basically he basically made Breeden quit. Um, I, I felt like maybe 10 15 more seconds and this fight would have been stopped, but um, just a really, really good fight, man. Nice, nice, yeah, it was a good fight. Um, and the opening fight was pretty good as well. Shana Young getting the TKO over Gina Mazzani, that's a huge win for her. Yeah. Um, she was looking good, man. She was roughing her up. She took her down. Um, you know, she reversed a couple of Mizani's takedown attempts and then came away with the TKO in the second round. Yeah, that was a big win for young. Um, because Mazani was putting it on her in the first round, dude. Um, yeah. I, I felt like it was not going to be her night, um, until that second round. The I love that her, yeah, I love that her nickname is the Shanimal. Um, 
Yeah, so she was coming off of two losses. She was a pretty um, pretty decent underdog in this fight. Uh, unfortunate for Gina Mazzani, who you know made a big career change. I remember for a while she was having trouble getting down to 135, and then um, you know she made some dietary changes or got with a nutritionist or whatever, got down to 125, and um, I, I feel like she was doing pretty well for a while there. No, two losses in a row. Um, oh, she beat Rachel Ostovich. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she's kind of, yeah, her record's kind of been up and down in the UFC. But she got in the UFC early after just four fights. Oh, look, she fought Juliana Pena as an amateur. Oh, she took her to a decision, too. Yeah. But it looks like it was only two rounds, that fight. Not Is bad. that right, Bill? Are our, our our amateur fights two rounds? It, well... It it might be because it was a female uh, fight in 2013. Um, it was also on the Ultimate Fighter, so that might have been a part of it too. Oh yeah. Oh, so that's not an amateur fight. Pro exhibition, they're calling it. Those Ultimate Fighter fights should count towards your record. Tony Ferguson always said that, and I I tend to agree. Yeah. Um. But great card overall. I mean, you had some obscure yeah. finishes. You had an Americana. You had a knee bar. You had some good knockouts. You had a great, you know, banger of a main event. Like, you can't ask for more out of a card than this. But, yeah, um, dude, this was a really good card, man. I want to touch on last week's UFC Fight Night 205. Jessica Andrade with the standing arm triangle over uh, Amanda Lemos. Bill, how do you allow someone... How do you allow someone to do that to you as a grown woman? I mean, come <laughs> I, on. I, I think I think she's just got that squeeze, dude. You know, she got her around the neck, and it's like you would think at least at least drop to your butt and try to get try to get guard, like get a butterfly guard or something to, to pry some of the pressure off, but um she she must just have a nasty squeeze, man. She's she's little and stocky, and if she gets those arms around your neck, it like that's it. it probably feels like like the whole world's going dark, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'll give it to Jessica Andrade. She's like, um, dude. She she's like the the Energizer Bunny, man. She's small, but she's got a lot of power, man. Yeah. I mean, that's why I call her good. I was going to say, that's why I call her Bate Estaca. It means pile driver in the Portuguese. Ah, okay. I like that. Um, but what are you going to say about Lemo's haircut? <laughs> I wasn't. Oh, but I must have just uh, been thinking. I was oh, saying man. she must have just been so caught off guard, like, Johnny Depp was when he came in the bedroom and found a shit on his pillow. <laughs> Bill, did, did this really happen? Is that is that where all those memes are coming from? Yeah. It, it, I mean, he testified in a court of law under oath, so it must have happened. And she, like, blamed the dog. I don't Jeff, know. She was saying a, a lot of stuff that sounded like lies. Isn't that perjury or whatever? This is This is my favorite thing that's going on in the news right now. Because, like, I've had some crazy exes. Never had one of them take a shit in the bed. Jeez. Never. Although, 
I had well, a cat do it once. Fair enough. So, I you remember our cat Lola? Of course. She shit in my room the one time. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I would have put it past her. Yeah, that was her thing. Like, there was one time, I forget what she was doing. Like, she was just being annoying. So, Claudia, like, pushed her out of the bed. And she, like, hissed and was screaming and went in the other room. And I heard, like, shit banging around. And then she comes back, jumps on the end of the bed, and just looks at Claudia right in the face. And shits as she's shitting on the bed, making eye contact. Oh, <laughs> so, man. I think that's what makes the Johnny Depp thing like so much more hilarious to me Jeez. because I'm picturing her like a grown human woman doing this and like making eye contact with them. Well, the best listen. is, have you seen the Hulk Hogan meme, Jeff? No. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can retrieve it here. But yeah, this is, this is by far my favorite thing. Uh, my favorite thing in the news right now. Bill, I, f- I actually feel bad for Johnny Depp, all right? He's a beloved celebrity, right? He's one of the... He's a little weird, you know, that whole shit in the bed thing. Maybe he's into that, all right? He's kind of a weird guy. But listen, the fact that he has to spend millions of dollars to sue this woman for defamation because... Did you say defecation? No. <laughs> <laughs> Defecation, defamation. Listen, I'm sure there's some lawyer who will take on this, both of these things as one case. But listen, I feel bad for the guy. All right. Um, you know, he has to go th- to all these lengths to have his voice heard because, uh, you know, obviously everybody just believes her. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. Well, to see he, w- he won the trial though. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? More power to him then. Good on you, Johnny. Even if yeah. you're into some weird shit in bed. How are you going to shit in Captain Jack Sparrow's bed? What kind of I human know, being dude. are you? She's probably the one who drank all the rum. <laughs> yeah, that'll make you shit the bed sometimes. <laughs> but, um, Rum's got yeah, a lot man. of sugar, you know? Yeah, oh. man. Here it is. I'm gonna pull this. But yeah, but um, I'm outraged if, because I apologize you know, to those of you who are audio only right now. I'm gonna share this. Share this meme. Which way does the screen go? Why can't I pull this over there? What's going on here, Jeff? What is it? What kind of operation are we running here? <laughs> yeah, here it is. <clears throat> <laughs> oh man is for those of you audio only it, it's johnny depp saying no don't poop on the bed and then it says amber heard colon and it's a picture of hulk hogan looking like he's taking a shit and it's hilarious to me i'll share it on the on the social media for you guys um but let's talk about um the rest of this card so another knee bar finish uh, in the co-main event, Claudio Puelas getting the knee bar over Clay Guida. Uh, that was that was pretty slick. Yeah, dude, that was nasty, and it was tight. Like as soon as as he slapped it on. <clears throat> yeah, um, Macy Barber unanimous decision over Montana De La Rosa. And, and, um, 
Charles Jordan choked Lando Venata out of his shorts. Like <laughs> that yep. was impressive. Got that yep. first round guillotine finish. Uh, and then Mark Andre Barriol with the uh, first round uh, guillotine over Jordan Wright as well. Uh, Sergey Kondazuko uh, uh, with a TKO over Dwight Grant. This fight was crazy. Did you catch this one, Jeff? Yes, yes, I did. It was nuts, dude. That like that one should be a contender for fight of the year. These guys like both got knocked out like several times. Dude, it was nuts, man. Like that's what I expected to see from like the first Nganu Derek Lewis fight. Mm-hmm. And then you had um Tyson Pedro uh with the leg kick over Ike Newhouse. Um yeah, dude, that that was a great fight too, man. Because Tyson mm-hmm. Pedro, uh, what had been he'd been out for like, I uh, want to say, like two years because of a surgery, and uh, welcoming and Isaac Villanueva, you know, welcoming him back to the USC to the UFC. But Tyson Pedro, man, he brutalized this guy, man. Yeah, that yeah, leg was... kick was nasty. That was a good one. Uh, Kilang Aori had the TKO over Cameron Else. That was a good knockout. And then the first fight was so strange, Jeff. Mike Jackson, who's 0-1 in MMA, he had the win over CM Punk, but that got overturned for some reason. Fighting Dean Barry, who I think only has like four fights or whatever. I have I still nobody's been able to tell me why this fight happened. And then Mike Jackson gets uh, kicked in the nuts early on and then there was eye gouging so it was a disqualification oh. win for mike jackson and it was bad like dean barry had his finger in his eye like he was pulling the pit out of a mango like he was in there like he was yeah he was two knuckles deep yeah and then he was like after the fact he was like oh, i feel like mike jackson could have continued it's like dude he tried to rip out his eyeball like yeah Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead, Bill. Like his finger was like back there at the optic nerve. Like he was, he was fingering his brain a little bit. Like it was, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like stroking the old frontal cortex there. <laughs> but um, oh, still, man. nobody can explain to me why this fight happened. Bill, I'm still not entirely sure why Mike Jackson's even in the UFC. I mean. I thought he was there to for CM Punk to have somebody on his level. Because, yeah, he was 0-1. CM Punk was 0-1. But anyway, Bill, at first I thought Mike Jackson was just crying. You know, I, I, I agreed with Dean Barry. But then I saw the replay, dude, and it looked like he had two eyes in there, man. Yeah. Like, it looked like he was trying to take his, Jackson's eyeball home with him or something. Yeah, like he was a Mr. Potato Head whose eyes were crazy glued in. And he was trying yeah. to yank him out. So... This has to be the strangest record in UFC history. Like, he, this guy was 0-1 as an amateur. <laughs> then he comes in, loses to Mickey Gall in 45 seconds. So they're like, all right, maybe it'll be a good match for CM Punk. Goes the distance with CM Punk in, like, a very strange and uneventful fight. Got mm. turned over to a no contest for who knows why. Then wins via disqualification. <laughs> against this guy dean barry who was four and one 
going into this. I, none of this makes sense. Well, I don't Dean know Barry, why. Sorry, uh, sorry, cut you off. But Dean Barry, um, I I felt like he was winning this fight, dude. Um, oh yeah, of course he was. So there was no reason for him to 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 fucking try and scoop the guy's eye out. Yeah, dude. Always. I mean. Yeah, like he's dude. scooping ice cream at the Tasty Freeze. Like he was in there. <laughs> he was in there. Yeah, dude, it was bad. Anyway, this was a great card. I loved it. That's why I wanted to make sure we covered it um, because I didn't want people to think we skipped last week because this was a subpar card. Because I know there was a lot of criticism uh, leading up to it. I was excited for it. You know, I, there were a lot of fun fights on here. You know, anytime you have Clay Guida on a card. I'm in, um, you know, I, I thought the Charles Jordan Lando Venata fight was going to be awesome. Played out differently yeah. than I thought it would. Um, and, and then you had Condasco and Dwight Grant. That was a phenomenal fight. Tyson Pedro and Ike Villanueva. This was, this was an awesome card. Um, yeah, it was definitely a hidden gem. So that was that. Next week, we have UFC 274, Oliver and Gaethje. Before we get into that, Friday night, Jeff. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 25, May 6th, Orlando, Florida, at the Carib Royale in Orlando. I'm going to be there in person. I just got a verification of my press pass today. So I'm going to be there live covering... um, I'm going to be, you know, live on social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram, whatever. Make sure you guys are following at MMA on the rocks. I'm especially excited for this one, Jeff. I will tell you journalistic integrity goes out the window because I have four friends fighting on this card. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for all of them. So my buddy and my boxing coach, J.R. Ridge, uh, is making his second BKFC appearance. J.R., a lot of you may remember was on the show a few weeks ago. Um, he won his first BKFC fight with a body shot knockout, like 40 seconds into the fight or something ridiculous like that. Um, this dude's a beast. He's fighting at 125 pounds. He only has one fight in BKFC. He's already ranked number five in the division. Um, like I said, my boxing coach, my training partner, um, I've been sparring with him a lot leading up for this super excited for him. Uh, my buddy, Ryan Reber is making his BKFC debut. Uh, you can see him. <laughs> this is a great picture of him here, by the way, this just shadow outline that they have on the website. Um, Ryan is an excellent boxer. Uh, he's fighting at 135 pounds guy has quick hands. He's a good counter striker. Um, uh, super thrilled that this guy was able to work something out with BKFC because I know they had their eye on him for a long time. Uh, my buddy and longtime training partner, Henry Williams, is supposed to be on this card. Uh, I don't see him currently listed on the website. Uh, as far as I know, his fight is still on. Uh, so there, there's three. And then the co main event, event, Jeff. Here's where it gets tricky because I've trained with both of these guys. We got Dave, the redneck Mundell, who is my brother, my buddy, longtime friend. He's been on this show several times. Um, I, I've been training with him for years. Um, great dude. 
and he's fighting Julian Lane. Uh, everybody remembers Julian Lane. The Let me bang, bro, from uh, The Ultimate Fighter. I, I know Julian. I've trained with Julian. He's being cornered by my Muay Thai coach. Nice. So there's, there's a big conflict of interest here. There's no bad blood at all. These guys, you know, as far as I know, they plan to all have a beer together after the fight. You know, it's just business. Um, super excited for this. I, like, yeah, I got a side with my boy, Dave Mundell, um, just because, you know, I've known him longer. I've trained with him longer. You know, Julian's a good dude. Um, he, <clears throat> he's been, you know, super helpful in the gym. He's a beast. Uh, I, I've sparred a few rounds with him. He, he's, he, he's a lot more technical, uh, than he kind of lets on. He kind of, you know, he kind of plays, plays up the whole like Neanderthal, like let me bang, like screaming at people thing. But like, he's a very technical fighter. This is going to be an excellent fight. This is going to be an excellent card. Um, I'm really excited to, to be there. Um, I thought I was going to get sucked into a Disney trip this weekend, Jeff, because I told the wife, I said, Hey, I'm going to go to Orlando on May 6th for BKFC. And she said, are you going to stay overnight? And I was like, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, yeah, I guess it would make sense. Cause it'll get out late and you know, I could have a couple of drinks and, and not have to drive. Right. So I'll grab a hotel. She goes, great. We, we should all go. We'll get a hotel and then we'll go to Disney on Saturday. Luckily, there was a toddler birthday party that she forgot about Saturday morning. So it's a double whammy, Jeff. I get out of a Disney trip, which saves me about $1,500, even though, <laughs> even though we have annual passes, like we end up staying at an expensive hotel. Like if it's just me, I'll stay at a motel six. I don't give a shit. Like I just need, I just need a bed and like a table to put a bottle of whiskey on. I'm low maintenance. Um, so it saves me that, and I get out of a toddler birthday party. That's always a win. Um, but I'm stoked for this, Jeff. Friday night, BKFC. I don't even know who these guys are in the main event. I'm I'm more excited to see my buddies perform here. But uh, I will be there. Uh, I'll have my press pass. Uh, so if if anybody listening is going, you know, come find me and say hello. But give me your thoughts, Jeff. Well, I might have to tune into this. Um, is there an app that I need, or can I just watch it on YouTube? Because I know they put some of their stuff on YouTube. It, the The BKFC app is four bucks a month, and you get every event. Hmm. Uh, I actually last night I tuned in. That I forget what what the name of the event was, but the main event was Lorenz Larkin and Joe Diesel Riggs. And uh, that was that was unfortunate to see Lorenz Larkin just blasted joe riggs um joe riggs is like a legend of mma as far as i'm concerned like the dude's been around forever i didn't realize he's only 39 like i thought he was like much older and just like one of these guys that just you know always has a baby face but yeah hmm. 39 years old i feel like the guy's been fighting for 39 years yeah but um yeah, that's crazy, dude. But uh i might have to i might have to download the app because this this card looks really uh, yeah, or I, I I could just loan you my login, Jeff. All right. Oh yeah, we could do that too. Yeah. Um, I didn't yeah, say I'm, that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to to check out Coach Jr. Man, um, I got to work with him while I was down there visiting you a few weeks ago, which feels like it was 
a year ago for some reason. Right. Um, I feel like April flew by, Bill. Uh, Florida, Puerto Rico the next week. Now I'm back to real life. Yeah. Yeah. JR is the man. I'm excited for all my buddies here. JR, Ryan, Henry, Dave. Um, and, and, you know, part of me is excited for Julian too, because, you know, I've gotten to know him a little bit and, and train with him a little bit, but you know, he's fighting my boy. So, you know, I, I'm not going to be shy about where my loyalty lies there. Uh, Mark is disappointed that we started the show while he's in the air on his way back from his nine week vacation in Vietnam. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Mark moved to Vietnam for, for a few months. I've been following his I've been following his trip on uh on social media. It looks awesome, but like that's not a vacation. That's like uh that's like a foreign exchange program. <laughs> yeah, dude. Bill, I missed two episodes and like he's still not back from Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But uh but yeah, Mark, it looks like you were having a blast, man. Mark Mark was in Vietnam longer than the Vietnam War lasted. <laughs> yeah, it was longer than you know, he was in there longer than we were. <laughs> we left after a few weeks. In any case, um, have a safe trip back, Mark. Um, so yeah, BKFC uh, twenty five. I'm so excited, Jeff. Um, I haven't been this excited for one of these in a while, but you know, I got four buddies. I'm getting like, you know, a night away on my own. Um, it, and they're, they're, I'm going to be with a bunch of friends. So it's going to be a good time. Make sure you guys follow along on social media. I'll be posting all about that. And then Saturday UFC 274. Holy shit, Jeff, this card is stacked to the rafters. Yeah, dude. It's just, it, <sighs> What one fight after another, like top to bottom. This card is phenomenal. Let's start at the top. Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje for the lightweight championship. What are you thinking, kid? Like, what's going through your head about this one? Bill, this fight looks awesome. I mean, Charles Oliveira, he's been on a hot streak. And Justin Gaethje, I mean, it's Justin Gaethje, dude. When has he put on a bad performance where anybody was sleeping? At least, never. Yeah, dude, this guy, either he goes out with his shield or on his shield. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, and Charles Oliveira, I mean, dude, he's. I feel like every title fight is building his confidence more and more. I was looking at the interviews, and what Charles Oliveira was saying, he wasn't talking like this three fights ago, man. Mm -hmm. He's not scared of anybody anymore. I mean, he's yeah. reached the top of the mountain, and he wants to stay there for a while, dude. Um, this fight looks awesome. Striking-wise, I give Gaethje the advantage. But on the ground, different animal, man. Um, both of these guys are well-equipped on the ground. I'm really curious who takes it to the ground first. You know, who doesn't want to deal with the striking of the other first? Um, there's just so many X factors to this fight, dude. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting one for sure because, make no mistake, Gaethje's in trouble on the ground. I mean, we saw his ground game kind of get exposed by Khabib a little bit, mm. um, you know, once it went to the ground. But Charles Oliveira doesn't have the level of wrestling that Khabib does. 
So if Khabib can submit him, Oliveira can submit him twice in one night. Um, you know, make no mistake about that. Can Oliveira get him to the ground? I don't know. Don't forget Justin Gaethje was a division one, all American at Colorado. How much does he train wrestling? I don't know. I mean, he does train with Kamaru Usman. Uh, so, you know, there's grappling going on in the room. Uh, as far as the striking, it, it's interesting because Oliveira will throw things that you know, guys who are worried about taking down, getting taken down, won't throw. Like he'll throw mm. some wild kicks and stuff because you don't want to get your kicks caught. And but he's so comfortable off his back. Most submissions in UFC history, total beast on the ground. His striking is not bad, but I don't think he has the level of striking to knock Gaethje out. I mm. just it kind of and then anything could happen. There could be a weird scramble. There could be a slip. And Oliveira ends up on top, and it's done. If this fight hits the ground, it's done. But if it doesn't, who knows? <laughs> so I'm I'm excited for this one. This is a great matchup. Um, and then in the co-main event, we have a rematch, I believe, between Rose Namajunas and Carlos Barza uh, for the strawweight championship. Uh, so that'll be fun. Yeah, dude. What are your I'm, thoughts on that one? Dude, I'm really excited for that one. This is the first This was the first fight for the strawweight belt. Uh one by Carlos Esparza. It was the season finale of that season's Ultimate Fighter, which was meant to introduce the strawweight division. Um dude, I'm really excited that. I think I just started jiu-jitsu when uh when they fought each other. So I want to say this was uh, 2015 or 16. 2014. Okay, 2014. Yeah, December. Really so it was almost 2015. Yeah. So I think I've been training just for like two months uh, when they first fought each other. But man, uh, I cannot wait to see what happens, Bill. It's been eight years, almost eight years since they fought each other. Listen, a lot has changed, man. And for both you know, of them. Yeah, for both of them. Carla Esparza, you know, she still looks like she doesn't want to be here. But, um, yeah. But, but Rose Nama Yunus, man, I mean, she's been, she's been, she, this is her second run as champion. Um, you know, she's learned so much since that initial loss to Carla Esparza, dude. Um, I think we're going to see a totally different fight, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this one because, it, it's basically like seeing the fight for the first time. I mean, Esparza has kind of like, you know, she lost that title right away to Joanna, and it seemed like she was never going to get back there again. Like she yeah. was just, it, it seemed for a while, like she was just not on that level. And then somewhere along the way, she hit a switch and now she's got five wins in a row. Her last win, probably the most impressive of all, against Yonan Yan, the TKO. Um, you know, before that, it was a lot of decisions. In fact, the last three fights were not even unanimous decisions. It was majority and two split decisions. Um, but she's looked good in all of them. But you want to talk about a change in confidence, like the confidence of Rose Namajunas, I feel like, is is unstoppable 
And I, I like the fact that the Trevor Whitman fighters like all fight at the same time, like her and Justin Gaethje are both fighting on the same night again. Um, let's see. Then we got Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. If you told me this fight was happening like f- four years ago, I would be ecstatic. But I don't, I don't know. I don't to know me, if I like. Bill, I'm still ecstatic for this fight, man. I mean, listen, it's Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. I don't care what happens. The winner can get a title shot. Just give it to him. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even care what their records are. I don't care what the what the results of their last five fights have been. Listen, Michael Chandler still brings it, all right? Um, listen, he brought it against um, Charles Oliveira, all right? It, he had Charles Oliveira on the ropes. I, I thought he had Charles Oliveira's number, man. But <laughs> Oliveira's made of something else. Same thing with Tony Ferguson against um, – well, actually, I can't say. I was going to say against Justin Gaethje, but Justin Gaethje beat the piss out of him. But um, listen, Tony Ferguson's a tough dude. Michael Chandler's a tough dude. Listen, let him get in there and see who's tougher. That's all. That's all I want. Um. Yeah. Why not? And we got Shogun Hua and Ovin St. Prue. I guess Ovin St. Prue is ending his heavyweight experiment and uh, going back to light heavyweight. I love this fight. I mean, this is two guys that haven't had the greatest luck uh, as of late, but this is an interesting one. You know, Shogun is, he's 40 years old, still dangerous though at light heavyweight, dangerous everywhere. Um, And Ovin St. Pru, it's like, you never know what you're going to get. You're going to get like the destroyer who comes in there. Maybe he's going to choke you out. Maybe he's going to knock you out. Maybe he's going to do like not much of anything. You don't know. That's the thrill of watching Ovin St. Prue. Yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, Bill, maybe 10 years ago I could get excited for this fight, but I don't know, dude. I, I still like this one. <laughs> I think I'm more excited for this one than the Chandler and Ferguson. <laughs> um, then we got, uh, you know, two of the old guns here. This might be like a loser leaves town fight. Uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone and Joe Lozon. Um, Lozon hasn't fought. Like, I I kind of thought he was retired, actually. Yeah, it's been a while. He fought. He last fought in 2018. So he's just been pissing in a cup six times a year um, for the last four years. That wasn't Oh, t- uh, oh 2019. Sorry, still, so, still, it's almost three years, dude. Three, almost three years. He's been pissing in a cup six times a year. Um, I, I don't know what he's been up to. Um, but yeah, this is an this is an interesting one. This is another one. Like it, it's surprising that these two have never crossed paths. Cowboys had it rough lately. Yeah, it's one, two, three, four. Lost five out of his last six. And the only other one was a no contest that was overturned with Nico Price. So basically lost, and he was losing that fight. Yeah. Basically lost six fights in a row. Hasn't won a fight since the last time Joe Lozon fought in 2019. Um, Give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, Bill, I think, uh, 
I don't know, man. I mean, I can always get excited for a cowboy fight, but like you said, man, lately, I think uh, I think his age is catching up to him, man. Yeah, but you know, Lozon's no spring chicken either. I know, but Joe Lozon still looks like a little kid to me. That's true. He does have. He has like the Joe Riggs. Like he'll always have a baby face. All right, Jeff. Here's my sleeper pick right here. I love this fight. Randy Brown and Chaos Williams. Mm. That's a fun fight right there. Give me your thoughts on that one. Bill, both of these guys have finishing power. All right? Randy Brown can finish you on the ground. I think he's he's either a brown or black belt uh, under Henzo's in New York City. You know, trains in the blue room. Chaos Williams can knock you out. Um, Bill, I love this fight. Um, Bill, um, you remember Josh, uh, you know, Coach Josh from, from Enzo Gracie Fortley, mm-hmm. uh, has has turned down before. So I will always root for Rude Boy Brown, dude. Um, but uh, it's, it's a tough pick, man. Um, the fight starts on the feet, dude. Um, Randy Brown's got a good stand-up, though. He's solid on the feet. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really well rounded. But dude, this fight's gonna be awesome. Uh, Bill, do we know if this is on the main card or is this gonna wrap up the prelims here? It looks like the prelims because it's the sixth fight down. Gotcha. All right, so I I think that's a great fight to cap off the prelims, man. For sure. <laughs> Excuse me. We got we got a lot of prelims here too. Yeah, Bill, I'm thinking I might put out the money for this pay per view, man. Um, I'm I'm clearing my schedule, Bill, for Saturday. Yeah. So if you if sure. you wanted to do something, I can't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be a fun one. Uh, Macy Kiasson against Norma Dumont. That's a fun fight. Brandon Royval and Matt Schnell. That's a really good prelim fight. Uh, that uh, I'm definitely not going to miss that one. Blagoy Ivanov and Marcos Rogerio de Lima. That could go one of two ways. That could be really exciting for like. Two and a half minutes, or it could be <laughs> really dull for 15 minutes. Yeah, I think if it goes in the former, I think goes to Delima. But if it goes with the latter, I think Ivanov gets it. So that's yeah. uh that's a good one. Francisco Trinaldo is still fighting at 89 years old. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he's got the opposite of the baby face. Like he's looked 90 years old for the past 15 years. Dude, um, oh man, I like that he's still fighting though. It makes me feel like I'm not that old yet, even though I'm 30. How old is he? He's 43. Jesus, and he's coming off a win over Dyke Grant. What a beast! Uh, Tracy Cortez taking on the undefeated Melissa Gatto. Uh, that's oh, that'll, that'll be a, be a fun one. fight, yeah. Uh, Clayton Rodriguez and CJ Vergara, not familiar. Ariane Carnalosi and Lupita Godinez, not very familiar with those ladies either. And then Journey Newsom and Fernando Garcia. This, this whole card is just phenomenal, Jeff. There's, there's no way, there's no way you're going to have all boring fights here. Like you're going to have some classics on this one. I feel like. Oh yeah, dude! I'm clearing my calendar, dude. Holy moly, that whole f- 
Dude, I might even put out money to watch this. For sure. I mean, we pay for every pay-per-view, right, Jay? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, dude, this is definitely one to tune into, man. This yeah. whole card is stacked. What a way to start off May. Yeah. And, it, and you got the bare knuckle on Friday night. So, mm-hmm. man, what a weekend it's going to be. I'm so excited for next weekend. I just want to kind of bypass this week. Just Let's just skip to Friday. Yeah, dude. Be driving to Orlando by myself for a change. Yeah, about driving to Orlando by myself. It's a nice two-hour drive. You get to think and stuff. Well, it should be an hour and a half, but the way the traffic's been on I-4, which is, like, consistent at any time of day, and I know this because I go back and forth to Orlando at least once a month. Um. You know, at all hours. Sometimes I leave like after a whole day at Disney. Sometimes we leave in the morning to get up mm. to Disney. There's always traffic. Um, anything you want to get off your chest, kid? Bill, I think we're in for an awesome weekend of fights, dude. I'm I'm excited for it. I'm I'm excited for Bare Knuckle. I'm excited for UFC 274. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, if you're still listening to the end of the show. That must mean that you enjoyed it. So why not grab some merchandise through our friends at Team Reaper? Reaper1.co is the website. You can use the promo code MMARocks10. Save yourself 10% off your entire order. You can get an over-the-top, under-the-influence t-shirt, tank top, or hoodie. Um, I still don't have one of those hoodies, Jeff, and I don't think I'm going to be getting one anytime soon because it was like well over 90 degrees and humid today. So... Uh, there's not going to be a hoodie in sight for a good six months uh, unless I go to Alaska or something, in which case I'll order one. Uh, but you can get some of our merchandise or uh, all of the fighters that I mentioned on the BKFC card have merchandise available, and it's all great. Uh, so J.R. Ridge, Ryan Reber, Henry Williams, uh, Dave Mundell, and I believe Julian Lane has – a t-shirt on team reaper as well. So you can use the MMA on the rocks, uh, promo code that's MMA R O C K S one zero, um, and save yourself 10, 10% on your order. You can support any of those fighters, support all those fighters. They're yeah. all awesome. Grab a, grab a tank top from, from all of them. And then, you know, show up to the pool, um, every day this summer with a different fighter tank top. Mark wants to know if we're going to have some MMA on the rocks, laser pointers. I remember when laser pointers were like, were like the thing, like they were everywhere. Whatever happened to them? Remember that Jeff, like in the late nineties, you couldn't go to a movie without seeing like a a laser on the screen. Maybe that still happens. I don't go to the movies anymore. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. In any case, I'll put the link in the, in the show description, wherever you guys happen to be watching, as always, or listening. Um, and yeah, again, if anybody's going to be at Bare Knuckle next week, uh, hit me up. Come say hello. Let's have a drink. Let's hang out. Um, yeah, that's all we got. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, sorry again about... Uh, about last week and missing the episode, but we were able to cover that card anyway. And that's all we got. So until next time, cheers, everybody. Goodbye.